is a surprisingly short walk from the anti-partisanship of the Federalist Papers to the fulminating class-based factionalism of U.S. Senator Thomas Hart Benton, a fiery Democrat in the Jacksonian tradition. There are but two parties, and there have never been but two parties, Benton thundered in 1835, founded in the radical question whether people or property shall govern. Democracy implies a government by the people. Aristocracy implies a government of the rich. And in these words are contained the sum of party distinction. Benton's exact phrases may not be familiar these days, but his sentiment certainly is. Democrats have fancied themselves as the party of the people since the beginning, squaring off against what they love to caricature as the party of the high-born. This populist brand positioning has served them well on many occasions, as Mitt Romney can no doubt attest. On other occasions, it has had about as much to do with reality as the theory that the moon is made of green Play-Doh. After all, the party of the people was also, once, the party of slavery, the party of the Klan. But the idea of two great parties corresponding to two great economic groups has been accurate enough, often enough, for the idea to stick. Whatever the class conflict happens to be at a given time, creditors versus debtors, bankers versus farmers, owners versus workers, the Democrats have usually sided with the weak and the downtrodden. For a few reminders of what this sounds like, here is William Jennings Bryan in his Cross of Gold speech in 1896. There are two ideas of government— There are those who believe that if you will only legislate to make the well-to-do prosperous, their prosperity will leak through on those below. The democratic idea, however, has been that if you legislate to make the masses prosperous, their prosperity will find its way up through every class which rests upon them. And here is Franklin Roosevelt deploring the rise of economic royalists in 1936. The hours men and women worked, the wages they received, the conditions of their labor, these had passed beyond the control of the people and were imposed by this new industrial dictatorship. Those who tilled the soil no longer reaped the rewards which were their right. The small measure of their gains was decreed by men in distant cities. Throughout the nation, opportunity was limited by monopoly. And lastly, here is Harry Truman speaking to farmers at a plowing competition in Iowa in 1948. The Democratic Party represents the people. It is pledged to work for agriculture. It is pledged to work for labor. It is pledged to work for the small businessman and the white-collar worker. The Democratic Party puts human rights and human welfare first. But the attitude of the Republican gluttons of privilege is very different. The big-money Republican looks on agriculture and labor merely as expense items in a business venture. He tries to push their share of the national income down as low as possible and increase his own profits, and he looks upon the government as a tool to accomplish this purpose. Now, this was rhetoric, of course, but there was also something real behind it. Working people, or rather their organizations, once carried enormous clout within the Democratic Party. Thanks to its solid identification with the common folk, 
Democrats held a majority in the House of Representatives from the early 1930s all the way to the mid-1990s, with two short GOP interludes. It was a proletarian House of Lords, is how one political journalist has described that body in the late 1960s. Today, the American class divide is starker than at any time in my memory, and yet Congress doesn't seem to know it. Today, the House of Representatives is dedicated obsessively to the concerns of the rich, to cutting their taxes, to chastising their foes, to holding the tissue box as they cry about the mean names people call them. Now, how is this possible? Just about everyone not among the top tier of the income distribution these days expresses a kind of bitter cynicism about our financial overlords. Regardless of party, everyone is furious about the Wall Street bailouts. Books about the disappearing middle